what would shock you to hear that I have not really watched that much stuff. But Tweed and I have been watching season two of Fargo at mm, night. That's so, so good. That's been, I know, it's so good. And then today on a whim, I just decided to watch White Hot, which is that documentary on Netflix about Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty interesting. I never owned any Abercrombie and Fitch because I couldn't afford it, but I loved the quarterly magazines, the big thick one with the, like the huge pages and all the beautiful men and women and photography in general. Like they talk about the photographer. He may or may not be trash. I don't know. But anyway, I always thought those were really fun. But yeah, that was pretty good. See, that was like, because you're a couple years younger than me. So that was like after me. Like that wasn't a thing I was working in the mall and was married and, like, pregnant when, like, that was a whole thing. So I never went in there. And it was all closed for little people. And I was not a little person. So I never went in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a big part of it is that they did not have sizes over a large, I think it yeah. was. And that was the whole... And that the, was basically... Didn't, like, the mm-hmm. owner, like, the whatever, the guy, the head guy, like, make thing about he doesn't make it for fat people or something? Wasn't that the thing yep. with them? yep. Yeah, it doesn't make it for fat people. It's only for beautiful, white, all-American mm, so uh, Nazis. guys and girls. Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was it that so, one or was it Hollister that reeked so bad outside? Like, you walked by. I think it was Hollister. It was Abercrombie, too. They had the naked people yes. out front. Right. But yeah. Hollister was the one, like, it wa- like you were walking into, like, a dark cabin, and then it just reeked, like, of douchey cologne. That's exactly Abercrombie. Like, mm. they turn the lights down and they put these shutters so it was dark inside and they played that oont, oont, yeah. oont, 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 And the people that worked there literally went around and just sprayed that cologne everywhere. I went in there one time and the only thing I left with was a headache. And that's not a bit. It's actually true. The only time I ever went in there is for a gift card because we had a secret Santa thing at the store that I managed in the mall. The girl that I was, she that's what she requested. So I went in there like, oh. It smells so bad. I'll just say this one last part is that at one point in the documentary, there's this guy who tries to explain what a mall is. Oh. I'm like, is that a foreign concept? He's like, imagine like an online store, but like you can walk through it. Oh my God. Are we really to that part in our lives? That's what I was like. This can't possibly be happening. People know what a mall is, right? There's still like three in Knoxville. I know there are freaking malls. There's two here. And one is like, it's like the only thing it's empty. It's the only thing that's there is a Barnes and Noble. And then they um, put a movie theater at the other end and that's it. And then the other one, that's because like they're 30 minutes in either direction. And then the other one has pretty much just become a walkway of a bunch of like brick and mortar stores. Like there's a Dollar Tree no, and there's a Target and it's just a walkway in between them. So it's weird. It's really weird. Weird. But that's it. Um, I haven't watched anything in the last couple of days, but I have. I'm like very excited because a bunch of my favorites came back. I actually sprung for the seven ninety nine a month for AMC Plus because Killing Eve season four, the final season, was recently finished, and I was dying to see that. And then Better Call Saul came back for the sixth and final season. So I binged Killing Eve in like two days. So good. Did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. And then Better Call Saul, I think there's three episodes out now, and it's so good. Oh, I love it so much, and I'm going to be really sad when it ends. And, oh my god, I'm so excited. I just came back a couple days ago. Barry, season three, I've been waiting, like, three years now for And it, like, ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, I watched the first episode, that's the only thing that's out, and it's great. 
Also, the second season of Russian Doll and Flight Attendant are out. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch those or not. I watched the first seasons. They were all right. And then the only other one that I, I watched this a couple weeks ago now, because we're, we've had a little gap in recording, is Life and Beth on Hulu. It's Amy Schumer's show. It's really depressing. I'm not a big Amy Schumer fan anyways. A lot of it is autobiographical, which is scary because it's really, really sad. But it's all right. It's just one of those like, oh, you have a depressing life. Let's watch about it. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that I did watch one other thing. I decided to watch some scary movies during the day, of course, because that's the only time I'm going to watch scary movies. So I watched Ouija Origin of Evil, oh, yeah. which is a, a Mike Flanagan movie and that's what i was like hey mike flanagan and of course it's got a bunch of people that you would recognize it was okay it was okay meh i give it a meh what was the thing it was not scary there's a documentary on netflix that i started watching um with my older kids and i can't think of what it's called i think it's called um it's a hulu original but it's about steven stainer uh, oh shit yeah did you I watch that you did, yeah no not yet that is on my agenda well i watched week. the like I remember back, okay, if you don't know Steven Stainer, he was abducted at the age of seven, and then at the age of 14, he escaped from the man that had abducted him and then saved another young boy that the man had abducted to molest because uh, Steven had gotten too old, so the guy wanted a new kid. Gross. Mm -hmm. But then he went on and they made a TV movie of it back in the 90s, 80s, 90s, called I Know My First Name is Steven, because when he... I've seen that. Have you seen that? So that's why I wanted to watch the documentary, because I love that TV movie. (laughs) Me too. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so then Steven Sander went through all this horrible shit. His life was weird, like awful, not weird. It was awful. But... His older brother turned into a serial killer. Yep. And killed like four people. And then Steven Sainer dies tragically in, what was it, a motorcycle Motorcycle accident, accident when he was like in his That's 20s. fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, he got married. At, she was 17. He was 19. They had two kids together. And I think he died by the time he was 23. Oh. Yeah. God. Or not much older than that. He was in his 20s, I think, when he died. But it's, I mean, no. it's tragic, but it's super interesting. I'm going to watch that for sure. Carrying on. Let's get with this, I guess. Okay, well, speaking of depressing (laughs) lives, (laughs) we are here today to talk about Pieces of Her, Episode 2. This is called, Andy, What the Fuck Are You Thinking? Because that is what I'm writing in my notes. Andy is a selfish bitch, is what it comes down to. Oh my god. No common sense. Those were the exact words that were getting ready to come out of my mouth. Tiffany, what are you doing? I don't know. Okay. So, I will start us off this week. We start back in that barn thing, shed with snow and Andy all cowered in there. And there are, like, lights outside. Like, it looks like somebody's shining a flashlight towards this building. And there's a voiceover that says, he's coming back. And then we hear sirens. My first line of my notes say, more shed. (laughs) (laughs) I do not know what is going on with the shed. Well, I thought it was interesting that she's an adult Andy in the shed. Yeah. But, like, she's dreaming, so these are, like, repressed memories of her. So now, like, in her dream, she's an adult, but something she remembers from childhood is what I thought. Okay. But I don't know. You know, you read the book. (laughs) No, this part is not in the book, so I don't know. My theory is, like, maybe this is, like, the very end of the series. Like, this is foreshadowing, like, this is the last scene of the movie or something like that. You know how they do that? Yeah, I don't think it is. I disagree. But we'll see what happens. 
Yes, because I honestly don't know. So, cut to Andy. She's driving the truck that she has taken from Hoodie Guy all over the road. Totally casual, you know. <laughs> got it, everything under control. She goes to a convenience store. She buys Monster Energy, some snacks, and a map. I was like, does she even know how to use that thing? Come on, Andy. Get real. She buys a map of she Georgia, is- and I was like, you don't know how to get out of your own state? Like, for real? <laughs> Just fucking drive north on 75, you idiot. I, I don't get uh, it. <laughs> she's got this acting cool thing down pat her hands are shaking like a leaf she's staring blankly into space the cashier is like ma'am take your change and get your crazy out of here and then and probably the grossest thing i have ever seen she washes her hands in the windshield wiper (laughs) fluid container that is not clean that's got pieces of bug and shit floating around in it that is disgusting she gets back in the truck and she laments the long lost days of Google Map while she tries to figure out which side of this map is up. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. She's finally arrived in Carrollton and we don't know how far away that is. It's whatever. at the She's Alabama fine... border according to the map. Oh, okay. And she was in Belle Isle, which I assume was down, no, by, by, the down by the Yeah. Yeah. So she's got to find the storage place. This get them and get up, get up, go, get them, go. I don't know. She goes to the library because what better way to anonymously? That was I thought was a smart move. Her only smart move. She Googles the location of the storage unit and she's got her little like directions, just like MapQuest. She's all set. And then she Googles how far it is to Maine, which is almost twenty hours. And she's like, ugh, that is a long way. Then she Googles the Belle Isle newspaper because she's looking for some article about this hoodie guy breaking into her mom's house. And, like, that's got to be somewhere in the news, right? Wrong. (laughs) So she flashes back very quickly to her mom talking about Paula something. Like, she searches the name Paula Koontz and she finds nothing. And we'll get I mean, there's hundreds of listings, but I don't know what the fuck she thought she was going to find. Right, right. I don't know what like, she thought. Look she here, was. Andy. Right here. This is Paula Coons, friends with Laura S L P Bell. Yeah, no, none of that showed up. So <laughs> fail, fail at Google. <sighs> I think Andy failed at life, and I was like, I was very concerned that she just walked in that library and just started typing. I was like, at our library, you need a library card and you need a password to get onto the computers. So I don't know if they're kind of running over here in Carrollton, but it ain't right. <laughs> I was very disturbed. <laughs> Back at Laura's house, the weird cops are there for tea. So they've just, like, stopped on over. And they're asking where Andy is. And Laura says, she went up north to be with friends. Oh, it's completely normal. And so they start to ask her about the scare she had the night before. She says that she was asleep and was obviously very keyed up from what happened in the diner. And she's just seeing men with guns everywhere. (laughs) So she texted the cops. She's also wearing a really stupid scarf tied around her neck. And she looks like Fred from uh, (laughs) Scooby-Doo. She's got a a neckerchief (laughs) to cover the bag strangulation marks. I was like, you didn't have just a high neck shirt there, Laura. No turtlenecks down in Georgia? I guess not. Apparently not. So the cops are like, that seems like a completely reasonable explanation. And we are not questioning that scarf around your neck at all. And as they're talking, Laura looks down and there's a spot of blood on the rug. And I was like, really? Like, you th- you're worried about that? I mean, it's your house. Anything could happen. Like, right. I don't know. It's stupid. So they ask her to walk them through what happened in the diner. And she tells them the story of Betsy coming in to chat. She just wouldn't shut up. And so this guy came over and shot her. And then there was lots of blood. 
And then she had noticed that the young man was focused on Andy. And she says, well, I thought he was going to kill her. So I just reacted. And they're like, you slit a man's throat with a knife lodged in your hand. And she's like, yeah, I had an old injury. And there's not much feeling in that hand. So <laughs> whatevs. How convenient. And I know. And she's like, and the, the cops, which I don't believe these guys are cops. I think these people are shitty people. I But I could be wrong. And they're like, well, everyone else is hiding under the tables, but you didn't seem to have a problem with that. And this is when Laura pulls the, do you have children, detective? <laughs> and I was like, how many times has that been said in, in TV? Like, yep. do you have children? She's like, if someone threatens your child, you do anything to protect them. And so the cops are like, well, now that we've got that cliche thing out of the way, we got to get on out of here. And so the man cop tells her she's a brave woman. As they stand up, Laura subtly like stands back on the blood splot and escorts them out like, oh, God, oh, what if they knew I had a nosebleed once in my life? <laughs> then as they're walking out, the cop like notices her keys in the bowl and says, hey, I see you don't have your car yet and still over at the diner. Want me to go bring it back for you? And I was like, that would be so weird. I'm like, N- no, I'm good. Don't do that. But she's like, sure, that sounds great. And also, can you go out to the, all the reporters are outside and tell them to move down the further down the block so not to bother my neighbors or let the people that are looking for me know exactly where my house is? <laughs> yeah, right. Let them go kill my neighbors by mistake. That'd be great. Thanks. So then she watches them leave and shuts the door super creepily. Like, she's like, <laughs> and like staring out with one eyeball. And then she doesn't bother to lock the door, which is super weird. Like, you know people are after you. Lock the goddamn door. And she calls Gordon, who's at his office, and he immediately asks, is Andy okay? Because she never showed up to my house. Laura says, she's someplace safe. And, oh, by the way, can you come over? And he asks her what's going on. She says, hurry. So, of course, he drops everything and leaves because, I don't know, he's stupid. Okay. So, back at the library, Andy has sent all of her maps to the printer. So the lady at the counter gives them to her and makes a comment about Maine, and she freaks the fuck out. So she's basically trying to run out of these front doors when she notices a guy in a hoodie peeking in the windows of the truck. So she goes out the back entrance that she knows because she's been in this library for 15 minutes and mm-hmm. weaves around the adjacent streets until she sees Get Em Go. She's like magically finds a storage. It's like two feet away. Yeah, it's like right there. Yep, it's right Ugh. there. She uses this key card that was, I guess, in that bag of tricks that Laura gave her. And it opens the gates and she walks to the storage unit and she just jiggles the locked door like it's going to open. There's a, like a like, padlock right there. I exactly was. I was like, she shook it open even though it has a padlock. She's an idiot. <laughs> and she's like, what am I going to do? And so she dumps out the bag and, of course, there's a key. She opens the door, goes in, closes it behind her, which was smart. I have to give her that. There's just enough room in this storage unit to open the door, the driver's door of this car. She's looking through the glove compartment. And she finds a current registration card, but the name on it is Daniela Cooper. There's also a gun with the um, registration number or whatever it's called. Filed Serial off. Serial number? Serial number? I don't know. She gets back out and she looks in the trunk. There's a bunch of water bottles because, you know, you gotta have water. It keeps your skin clear. And there's a bunch it's of bags. It's gotta be old. Like, so oh, God, old. God, you know. And it's warm. It's been Ugh. in wherever the fuck this is. So, for someone who rides a bicycle everywhere, she sure knows a lot about cars because she pulls up the cover for the spare tire like she's done it a thousand times. 
And she finds a briefcase that's full of paperwork and a shitload of money. And there's also a manila envelope. And inside of that is a bunch of fake IDs with different names, different hairstyles. But it's all Laura. It's all her mom. She also finds a Polaroid of her mother when she was younger with a big wound, like stab, something on the back of her shoulder. And she connects this because she flashes back to helping her mom bathe when she was had come back home to take care of her with, uh, because of the cancer and noticing that scar and asking her mom, where'd you get this? And her mom says she got it when she fell off her bike as a child. So back in the storage unit, Andy pulls out and I was like, are you not going to close the door and lock it back? But I think the car kind of paused. And so hopefully she went back to close it and lock it. I, I have know. several problems with this. One, they charge her $2 for a print at this library. Ours are like 10 cents a page. Calm yeah, down. that's ridiculous. That's a ripoff. God, <laughs> Carrollton, who the hell do you think you are? Right. And then where are people finding these lighted storage units that there's a light inside them? Blink. When has that ever been a thing? Like, I don't, I've never been inside a storage unit inside a light. My storage unit has a light, but it's motion censored and the oh. motion sensor doesn't work. So when you walk down the hall, the hall motion sensor triggers lights on. But if you're in there for more than like two minutes, it gets dark. And then you have to keep coming out and walking down the hall to get it's fucking annoying. Stupid. Anyway, that's my Also, story. why it was okay. They paused on it for a very long time. So I know it's going to come back. Like she's going through this, the glove compartment and she finds a bottle of lubricating oil. Like it's a big bottle. And I was yeah. like, what is <laughs> that? Know. Like what's, <laughs> what you doing, mom? Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's for the car. It's an 87 Toyota. So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. whatever. Maybe that's just to drive home the point that this is some POS. I don't know. Maybe. Ugh. I don't know. Toyotas, you, they run forever. I'm on my second that's one. They true. run into the ground. So. That's true. My dad is driving my mom's old Toyota that is from like 1991. And it's still going. Yep. Buy your Toyotas, kids. Yeah. This podcast is not sponsored by Toyota. I wish it was. I know. Thank you. Send me but it Toyota's. could be for the right price. Just call us, okay? Mm-hmm. So Gordon arrives at Laura's and says, hey, what's going on? And she tells him Andy is on her way to Maine. Like She's like, oh, I lied. Andy's on her way to Maine. And he's like, okay. And she's like, well, a man broke in the house last night and um, he hurt me and Andy stopped him. And it's not safe for Andy here because they know where I am now. And Gordon's eyes get real big. And Laura says, oh, by the way, he's here. And Gordon says, Who? She goes over and opens her, like, pantry. I don't know what this is. Like, a That's it's I not really like. a pantry or something. No. And there's the guy tied up to a conveniently placed pole that's on the bottom of her pantry. And Gordon's like, what the fuck? Let's call 911. And she says, no, he's supposed to meet someone in Mason at 3 to get paid. So I figured we could just take a road trip with him. No biggie. See who shows up. Get a license plate. And then just drop him at the hospital. It's going to be fine. It's totally normal. Gordon's like, nope. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they like, kind of, like... Just keep talking in front of this guy. And the guy's just, like, he's wide awake. He's just, like, got a thing in his mouth. And she's like, hey, remember when we got married? This is always a part of the deal. We always knew someone could come after me. Gordon's like, hey, well, here's the thing. I'm not driving that guy. And she's like, well, they're not going to stop. They'll go after Andy. I tried to keep you both out of this. I can't sit here and do nothing. I can't have Andy looking over her shoulder for the rest of her life. And then immediately cut to the super fun road trip with dude laying in the back of Gordon's SUV and he's just like he's on a rug or something in the back seat gordon goes and flips on his classical music because man's had a shitty day and laura immediately turns it off and he says we aren't married anymore and turns it back on and i was like oh i bet their marriage was great i know i wonder why they're not together anymore <laughs> <laughs> 
So Andy has stopped at a shitty little hotel and um, she's asking for a room and she asked for a room facing the parking lot. It's like $35 a night, which I'm like, where are you finding these hotels? Cheapest thing find them is like 70 bucks a night. They tell her to sign in the registry, which um, that doesn't happen anymore. No, <laughs> not for a $35 a night room. Come right? On. They don't give a shit. So she starts signing her name like a dumbass and she's like, Andy, oh, wait, stupid me. And she quickly changes it to Anne, like no one's going to notice. And she takes the big suitcase full of money into the hotel room with her. And I was like, mm, okay, maybe that's a good idea. And then she also big, has a big bag from Target that she bought some clothes, some Gatorade, and shampoo. And I was like, did she use suitcase money for this or did she use Laura money from this? Because I want to know. Uh, I was like, she can't be too concerned for her safety if she's making a Target run. You know right? I mean? I mean, I can... I understand. I mean, I know you need station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, she probably didn't pack any underwear. I mean, I'm going to need clean underwear. I would too, but not on my first day. I would be so hyped up. I'd be like, let's just get to Maine and then I'll figure it out. She does a whole lot of stupid things in this episode. We're just getting started. Well, she got to figure she was up all night with her job and then she had this horrific thing happen and then she fell asleep for a few hours and now she's like falling asleep at the wheel. So I Mm -hmm. get her needing to sleep. But I don't know. I think I would have been, like, just taking a whole bunch of no-dos and be like, just keep going. (laughs) So, Laura and Gordon are still driving. The guy in the back starts to have a seizure. And Laura's like, oh, shit. And she jumps back there. She rips the tape off his mouth. And he's coughing up blood and foaming at the mouth. And she's like, I need to know the number of the man that sent you. And he's like, no. And he says, he's going to kill you. Then he dies. R.I.P. Guy in the back of the car. So, Laura gets out of the car. She marches off to a nearby field. I thought she was going to throw up. No, she just screams at the top of her lungs. She's pissed because this was her way to figure out who's coming after her. Although, I thought she already knew who was coming after her. But whatever. Anyway, now the dude is in the trunk. And you know there's blood and spit all over the back of that car. Like, he was hawking up crap. And Gordon's car is going to need a detailing after this. That's why I was like, Gordon is mortified that this guy died on his gray leather seats. Like, (laughs) this is not cool. What a day. Gordon wants to know why they want to hurt her. She says, it's not they, it's just one person. I have to find a way to reach him to make this stop. Gordon tells her, hey, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to arrange for you to get back home because you can't be with me when I bury this guy. He says, when I put him in the ground. I was like. Oh, I missed that entirely. I Like, when they pulled over, they were, like, in a swampy area. And I was like, did they just toss him over the side? <laughs> I missed that completely. Gordon is the real MVP, okay? So, um, we're, like, having some flashbacky things happening, and they're, like, discombobulated. It's completely unclear what's happening, so bear with me. <laughs> Apparently, this is a younger Laura, and she's saying in her head, no one ever stops him. He'll take her from me. He takes everything. And then she flashes on sitting in an audience at an environmental summit when a man is on stage being interviewed, and a gunman stands up and points it at this man that's being interviewed. It's the guy from Lost, whatever his name is, Terry, whatever. The only reason that I recognize him is because my professor in college was friends with him. So, anywho. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, random, random knowledge. So, Laura goes back home, which I think is really, really stupid on her <laughs> part. There's somebody hunting her. So, she goes back home, and there's a dude waiting there for her. And I was like, oh, it's Jacob's dad from Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't know what his real name is. Lovely Indi- American Indian. Is that the right word? Yeah. Indigenous person? Yeah. Indigenous, maybe indigenous person? Indigenous person, Anyways, I believe. I don't, I don't, whatever. I don't want to offend anybody. His name is Charlie. And this is the Charlie Bass that's been trying to get a hold of Laura. Like, she called and she's like, ugh. 
she asks him to come sit on the porch with her, and he says, well, I've already been waiting an hour and a half. And she says, oh, yeah, I had physical therapy, and Gordon took me. And Charlie's immediately upset. He's like, um, are you back together? And she says, no. And he says, well, I was down in the Keys when I saw the news, and I came straight back. He's like, you could have called me. And she's like, I didn't expect it to be this thing. And he's like, well, I don't like the idea of losing you. And I was like, oh, so this is her boyfriend. I guess. I don't know. And she's like, well, I'm still here. And he's like, well, where's Andy? And she says, see, she's off visiting friends. And he's like, I have to know, are you okay? Like, maybe we can just go away for the weekend. And she's like, I'm just tired. Can we talk tomorrow? So she goes inside and she locks the door finally and just sighs. And I was like, you're afraid of Charlie. You're not afraid of anybody else. She then grabs a bucket and starts aggressively cleaning this tiny little spot on the rug. (laughs) And as she's cleaning and like crying, (laughs) she hears a voice say, you're not seeing things clearly. You have to decide how much a human life is worth. And this is the man on stage talking. And that's that's what his last things he says before this gunman gets stands up. And all of a sudden you see a sign, uh, economic summit sign splattered in blood. And the man that's been talking falls down. So I don't know who he is to her. I don't know what this is about. It's very confusing. You'll find out soon. Fine. So I'm not telling, Okay. Secret secrets are much fun. Okay, so with Andy in her motel room now, and she checks the flip phone that her mom gave her. No call from mom. It's not safe yet, Andy. She looks out the window to check on the car that's parked right out in front of the door. So she goes outside and gets into the passenger seat and takes the gun out again. I don't know why. I just wanted to look at it. She hears people coming out of a bar across the parking lot. So naturally, she decides to go over and check it out. Why not? So she goes to the bar and she orders fries and a double vodka on the rocks. There's this guy sitting at the other end of the bar watching her choke this vodka down. This is the first time Andy's ever drank, I swear, because she is a lush in three seconds. We'll get there. Of course, the news is on because everybody everywhere just watches the news all the time. This is a bar. There's not like a sports game on or something. And they are still playing the Laura story and Andy's face is on this big giant screen and one of the barflies notices her and is like hey honey is that you and Andy's like no and she's like how'd your mom do that and Andy's like she's not my mom and I'm like that's great that's a good way to deny it you know not saying I don't know what you're talking about she's like she's not my mom this lady shows a picture of Andy on her phone like could she just google this girl just like real quick and she shows it to the guy at the bar. And she's like, that's her, right? I mean, this is her. And the guy's like, no, that girl's much younger. Doesn't look like this chick at all. So the lady's like, whatever, you're stupid. Walks off. Andy tells the guy thanks. And Andy's like, wow, it would really suck to be that girl. Just stand there while your mom saves your ass. Now she's pouring her heart out to this random guy at the bar. And she buys him a drink and orders herself another vodka double. And they toast to being wrong about people. She introduces herself as Andy. He says his name is Jack. She is drunk. She is flirting really, really badly. And he is telling her a story about being in the service. And there was like a an overriding theme to it. She completely misses it. And she's just like, oh, cool. So you know about guns? Can you teach me how to shoot a gun? I know I'm really drunk. And that would be super irresponsible of me to be firing a weapon right now. But can you teach me? Teach me, teach me, teach me. So he's like, sure. They go outside and they're shooting beer bottles in like the back of the parking lot okay there's just a bunch of like abandoned cars back there and i was like that's so random sure and he's teaching her how to stand and how to hold the gun and how to aim and then like i guess she's super 
professional now. Well, it's so like okay, like he says that he's he was in boot camp and he had a bet with his friend, and then they were went biking out to the desert for target practice and hit a rock and fucked up his knee. And I was like, okay, so this guy's sketchy as fuck, and he's mm-hmm. got to be part of this thing. It's she's crazy. Laura's asleep on her couch, which I was like, get the fuck out of your house, lady. Go to a hotel or something. When she hears a gunshot and startles awake, may have been a dream, who knows? She's not clear. But she acts appropriately and walks through the house and then goes to this now unlocked door. (laughs) And a news van is out front, which it's supposed to go down the road, but whatever. She walks out front. She's got a giant scarf on and she goes up to this news van. And she's like, knocks on the window. It's like three in the morning. And a guy inside's asleep. And she says, I'm ready to make a statement now. And he's like, oh, okay. She's like, I want it to air in full, no edits, and for it to go national. I was like, who has that kind of like. I know. All right, ma'am. He says, how about an interview on the Today Show tomorrow morning? She says, okay. And goes back inside. I was like, how does the local guy have that kind of pull that he's like, do, 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 do. Whoever does the Today Show now, who the frick is even on there anymore? It's not Matt Lauer. I don't know, because I don't watch that show. So Andy and the dude are done target practice, and they go out to the parking lot and go up to this Jack guy's truck. He says, this is me. And she gets really awkwardly close to him, and, like, she's going to kiss him or something. He says, I should go home. And then he asks her if she wants a ride home. And she says, no, because I'm just across the road at this hotel. Look at my car. Look at my hotel room. (laughs) This is where I'm staying. I have a lot of money. And she says, thanks for the shooting practice. And he says, sure, just, you know, do me a favor, remember, not to lock your elbows or your knees. And then he opens his truck door, and as he does, she sees a rabbit's foot hanging from his mirror. And she immediately, oh, that's right, I'm escaping bad people. I forgot. (laughs) So she's like, ah, gotta go. And she runs across back to the hotel as he's watching her, and she locks the shitty Deadpool and puts a chair in front of the door like that's going to start doing something, and starts loading the gun with bullets. And then just sits and waits and stares at the door like, he's coming. I know. He saw me run awkwardly across the street, so he should be here any minute. Can't wait. I was like, she's totally going to shoot a housekeeper by accident. I just know it. Something. She's going to, a drunk that's walking by. I was like, (laughs) this is when you go and get in your car and just drive. Yeah. And then you just leave. Yeah, Yeah. if she falls asleep in this motel room, I'm calling so much bullshit. Any sane person would be out of there. He's followed you from Belle Isle to the border of Georgia, and you're just going to go to sleep. Do you think this is the same guy from the library? Uh, Yes, I do. Mm, I just thought about that. So, yay. Good times. Okay. Well... That one went by quick. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Only 30 minutes. It was a quick, quickie little episodes. Yeah, it I, was. Even when I was taking notes, I was like, oh shit, it's over already. Well, normally when I take notes, I have to pause a lot. And I was just taking notes as I was watching. Like it flowed slowly enough. Like not a whole lot happens in this episode, but it happens at a pace where I was just like, da-da-da-da. And then I was like, I have to pause a lot. Like an hour episode will take me two hours because I pause so much. But this was like, do-do-do, and I was done in an hour. Cool beans. Well, okay, if you would like to tell us how much it costs to print stuff at your library. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Does your storage unit have lights? (laughs) My bougie one does. Cost enough. What would your fake name at a motel 
be, I'm not going to tell you what mine would be because maybe I'm going to need to go on the run one day, but you can tell us what yours would be. Mine would probably be a character that I've played because it'd be the only thing I could think of. That's a good one. I used to go by Phoebe a lot when I was younger. I worked at a place where there was another Kelly and it was very confusing because that Kelly knew what she was doing and I did not. So if I answered the phone and said, this is Kelly, people would be like, oh, great, yada, 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 and like go off. And I'd be like, actually, I'm not that Kelly that you need to talk to. So I started answering the phone as Phoebe, which used to be my favorite name until friends ruined it. And so then people would know that I was not the one they were looking for. These are not the Kellys you are looking for. All right. Well, just let us know something, anything, and you can do that in a million and one different places like where, Tiffany? Well, you could go to our website at thatsooriginalpodcast.com. You could go and leave us an email at thatsooriginalpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, that's Gmail. Mm. Uh, you could go to Instagram or Facebook at That's So Original Podcast. Look at our amazing memes. Talk to us. We love you. Go to Twitter at That's So Pod. You can like and review us on iTunes. Follow us and pledge your devotion at Stitcher and Spotify. I think that's everything. Ooh, big shout out to Noah B. who told me the other day that we are his favorite podcast. I love him. He's an amazing teen actor. We love him. Oh my god. I love you. He's great. That is super exciting. Casey so far. Big fat F. Big fat F. (sighs) Casey, thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah. We'll have words. We'll have words, Casey. (sighs) It's, It's really hard. I expected more. I expect, honestly, I expected I know, more. I'm really disappointed in her, I thought. I'm not okay, upset. Well. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, if I had a dollar for every time my mother said that to me. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next time. And it'll be about pieces of you, me, her. I don't know. Bye. Everyone, bye. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Let me okay. scream again. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> That's going in the blooper reel. <laughs>